0: Okay, how's it going? This is the first ever podcast, Mets Gazette podcast, uh, that I have done. I have a website as well, the themetsgazette.substack.com. This is a brand new website and platform. You can find this podcast on basically every single platform. Apple, Spotify, Google, all those different places. And this will be a podcast talking about New York Mets baseball. It's fun to talk about Mets baseball. They are a good team right now. 21 games over 500 5.5 up on the Atlanta Braves. Personally, I've worked in Major League Baseball. I've worked for a few Major League Baseball teams in player development, video, uh, analytics stuff, doing all that All that cool stuff so uh, i love baseball i love being a part of it and i love talking about the new york mets so thank you for those who are listening to this podcast for the very first time i appreciate it thank you for listening so this one will be kind of a a shorter podcast just to introduce uh this this platform myself a little bit um So we'll just kind of get into what's going on with the New York Mets. Obviously, they are a very good baseball team. And I do want to incorporate analytics when I talk about things. It's not everything. Um, I like analytics. Um, I've used analytics. At the same time, I do think that there is an old-school approach that should always be appreciated. And, uh, you know, you should kind of use both. I, I don't think that you should just dive deep into one uh, particular strategy. I think if you, you take a little bit from from both that old school baseball and some of the analytics stuff, uh, I think you'll be in a pretty good spot as a team. And I think that's what you're kind of seeing uh with the Mets because they're definitely invested in, in analytics and 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 that side of the game. But at the same time, you have an old school baseball manager in Buckshaw Walter. And right now their hitting approach, their approach to hitting in general right now is just it doesn't seem very analytical. It essentially seems like let's let's not strike out. Let's put the ball in play. Um, if they're going to shift, let's let's take what they give us. And you're seeing the results. You're kind of seeing uh, what happens when you have a legitimate—I don't even want to say old-school baseball approach, but just you know uh, an approach where you're you're more open-minded instead of just going up there and swinging for a home run every single time. And I think that will definitely help them if they get to the postseason. And I think that's kind of where you, you can really, um, that, that that approach that's not just home run or bust, you'll really start to see it in the postseason when you have to put together at-bats. There's going to be times where you're going to be facing, or probably every single time, we're going to be facing top-notch pitching. And it's not easy to just hit home runs off these guys. You're going to need to put together at-bats. You're going to need to squeeze out runs. You're going to need to you steal a run here or there. You're going to need to bunt. You're going to need to beat the shift. You're going to need to do whatever it is. Sacrifice flies. Those things are going to win you a championship because every single run in the postseason is going to count. Now, let's not jump ahead too far. They're not in the postseason just yet. But I very much, um, being someone that has been a part of both, I've been in an organization that was very old school, but they did introduce some analytics. And then another organization that went all in, on Video and analytics. Um, I've seen both sides, and you see kind of what coaches are more open to it and what who aren't. And uh, you know, players that are open to it and those who aren't. Um, for me, I just like to stay open minded to both, and I'm and uh, I that's what I hope I bring with this podcast is we can talk about the New York Mets and we can talk about both sides. and I don't want to come across as some guy that's like, oh, he's one of those snobby analytics guys that. You know, if you don't believe 100% in analytics, well, then you're an idiot. Or whatever. I, I don't want to be that. I'm open-minded to both, and we're going to talk about both on these uh, on these podcasts moving forward. And uh, I'm excited. Can't wait. I love talking about the New York Mets. So let's talk about specifically some of the stats when it comes to their offense. SNY Mets actually put out a graphic today. They're first in, in Major League Baseball. They're first in average. OBP, runs, hits and RBIs. Not only is that impressive obviously to lead in all those major categories, but they have the fifth lowest strikeout percentage. So you have a team that is obviously getting it done. The results are there. They're getting on base, they're scoring runs, they're getting hits, they're 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 knocking guys in and that's that's one thing is, you know, when it comes to analytics a lot of people think that you know, the an RBI is very um, – it can be a little bit based on, you know, where you hit in the lineup. It's it's kind of an opportunity stat. I guess I'll put it that way. It basically depends on if you have the opportunities to do it and how, you know, they've, they've given examples in the past. I've read some books. They've given examples like, hey, this guy, you know, drove in 100 runs, but, you know, he slugged 450 and had a 300 OBP. And so his numbers looked better than they were um, just because he hit, you know, in a lineup where people got on base and he was right behind them. So whenever he did anything, those people were driven in. But at the end of the day, you, you can't just ignore production. You can't just ignore the fact that you are driving guys in. It's not easy to do that. Not easy to score runs. Not easy to get hits. Not easy to get on base. So you're seeing those things being done, and you're seeing them not strike out, which is a great thing to see. And even Pete Alonso, I did a video, or um, I'll, I did a video recently, and I'll post it to the 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 website, or maybe even the YouTube channel. But I did a video on Alonso recently that I'll, I'll be posting, where you know even he, he cut his strike he, his strikeout percentage down a little bit. You know he brought it down a little bit even from his 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 big year back in 2019 a few years ago when he had that big 50 plus home run season even he's done a nice job of cutting down his strikeout percentage a little bit but what you're seeing specifically from these guys you see it from Guillaume which he has really developed into a really really good baseball player always had a great glove but now you've seen the guy get on base you're seeing him put together good at bats you're seeing you're seeing him beat the shift And he's almost becoming, um, in a way, it's almost like having a second Jeff McNeil. You have a guy like Jeff McNeil, he gets on base, he doesn't strike out. He can play second base, he can play left field, he can play third base if he needs to. He can play all these different positions, and he can put together good at-bats. He's not just your typical utility guy who doesn't hit for power, doesn't really do much, but, you know, he could give you a glove here or there. No, Jeff McNeil... Uh, in terms of total value on fan graphs their their war uh, uh, wins above replacement value he's a top 25 player and you're starting to see Guillaume, will he be as good as jeff mcneil i guess we'll see but he's he's almost becoming a second jeff mcneil for them except for the you know inability to play the outfield the guy is uh he's really taking the next next step and He is a guy that you're seeing benefit from this. Clearly, it's a team-wide approach where they're just putting together good at-bats. They're trying to beat the shift. You see that with McNeil. You see that with Guillorme. You see that with some of these guys where they are being shifted and they're beating it. And they're saying, all right, you want to give us that side? You want to give us this? You want to give us that? All right, we'll just go that way. If you're going to give us a wide-open spot to hit a baseball, we're going to do it. So you got to love that kind of approach because you just, for years, we haven't seen it in baseball in general. We've, we saw baseball just go to this home run or bust approach. And, you know, maybe analytically, yeah, it does work. And, it you know, make sure you, you, you want more extra base hits, obviously. Right? If a guy can hit more doubles than singles, you'd rather him hit more doubles than singles. If he, if he can get hit more triples than doubles and singles, then you'd want him more triples. Same thing with home runs. Okay. Obviously. It's just math. If you can get more bases, you can get more bases. But at the same time, that's not the only thing. And what if you go into a postseason or you go in late down the stretch and the home runs are not flying out like they used to? And all of a sudden that approach either turns into home runs and you're not hitting them, or strikeouts, then you're really screwed. You're put in a bad spot. So if you can have a team that is able to put together at-bats, beat the shift, get on base, knocking guys that get on base, just do their job uh, and strike out where they are striking out, which is the fifth lowest uh, in baseball, if that is a lineup that I would like to see in the postseason because I think that's it, – it almost gives me kind of like uh, Royals vibes when they were going to the World Series, when they beat the Mets in the World Series. Very much like that. It's just a scrappy team. And, you know, I think we always associate scrappy with, you know, people who are just not as talented, so they have to, you know, work a little bit harder and do a little be, – be a little more grittier. Not always. There's a lot of talent in this Mets lineup, from Lindor to Marte to Alonzo to McNeil to Nimmo. Forgot about him. He does a great job of beating the shift, getting on base, working at-bats. And he's playing great defense this year. You're looking at a, a very talented lineup. You're looking at a very, very talented lineup. And it's a lineup that is talented, and they're also doing the little things the right way props uh to Eric Chavez the Mets hitting coach to Buck Sean Walter the tone has been set and you're seeing the results so that's that with the hitting the pitching will talk about it a little bit kind of stinks because we haven't seen the ground pitch yet this year it's always fun to watch him play baseball Scherzer's been hurt but it looks like he's coming back fairly soon he'll have a rehab start soon um so we haven't seen much of those guys. When Scherzer was pitching, he was very, very good. But you're seeing guys like Taewon Walker. He's stepping up. Carlos Carrasco, he's stepping up. and He's pitching very well. David Peterson gave the Mets a nice start yesterday against Miami. Um, so you're seeing some guys step up. Chris Bassett has pitched fairly well for the most part. He hit a rough stretch, but um, he's, he's been a, he's been at least an above-average guy for the team so far. And I think you'll see him perform even better once the Scherzers and the Grams come back. Be a little bit less pressure on him. Tyler McGill, obviously, he's injured, um, so that's kind of another tough loss for them. Edwin Diaz, you see him using his slider more than his fastball, and that's his best pitch, and he is dominating, absolutely dominating. So you're seeing the offense. Uh, the, excuse me, the pitching. Hold its own. Right now, they're eighth in total uh, pitching value, total team pitching value on fan graphs, and that's without their two big horses. So get these guys back, especially near the postseason. Like I said, if they get there, I mean, this team... It has everything you'd want. I mean, it's got really good pitching at the top. I think what they're going to need to do is they're going to need to trade for a bullpen piece. Drew Smith has pitched well. Seth Lugo's just been on and off. He's either good or he's terrible. And he's not someone I'm going to trust in a high leverage situation right now. He's just, this season I haven't seen him from him. One team in particular that you can look uh, for a potential trade, Detroit Tigers. The Tigers are kind of out of it already. Unfortunately, they just haven't put it together. But they have a pretty solid bullpen, and Gregory Soto is one name. If I had to say one name that I think the Mets are going to go out there and they're going to they're going to pluck off a team that isn't Josh Hader or, you know, that's if the Brewers kind of fall out. But it isn't a big name like Josh Hader. It, Gregory Soto, maybe Michael Fulmer, former Met, coming back to the Mets um, as a bullpen piece. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, that's a team I would look out for. Um if if the Mets decide to add bullpen help, which they certainly should do, so um, that is it. I'm really excited to start this podcast, to start the website. If you guys can check that out, I'm on Twitter um, at the Mets Gazette, um, so you can find me on Twitter. You can find me themetsgazette.substack.com, and uh, we're going to post these podcasts to YouTube as well. So thanks again for listening.